I'm Douglas Brush, and you're listening to Cybersecurity Interviews. Cybersecurity Interviews is the weekly podcast dedicated to digging into the minds of the influencers, thought leaders, and individuals who shape the cybersecurity industry. I discover what motivates them, explore their journey in cybersecurity, and discuss where they think the industry is going. The show lets listeners learn from the experts' stories and hear their opinions on what works and doesn't in cybersecurity. Hello and welcome to Cybersecurity Interviews, number 10, where I cover ShmooCon 12. Early each year for the past 12 years, the Hacker Conference ShmooCon takes place in Washington, D.C. This year, I was honored and fortunate to get a press pass to this sold-out event, which organizers call an annual East Coast Hacker Convention, hell-bent on offering three days of an interesting atmosphere for demonstrating technology exploitation, innovative software and hardware solutions, and open discussions of critical InfoSec issues. It was a great time, and in this episode, I will recap my experience over the three days from January 13th to the 15th. So ShmooCon is a hacker conference that aims to be different by looking for new information security presentations that have not been presented on before. It's meant to be affordable, tickets were $150 this year, and it's meant to be very accessible. It's held in the middle of Washington, D.C. at the Washington Hilton. There were some very limited sponsors there, and they're very selective and limited on who can sponsor and insist that sponsors not just set up a table and hand out pens. The sponsors are given a small table in the sponsor hall and are forced to be very close and engage with the attendees. All the sponsors were very nice and friendly and not in your face like some of the other conferences. There were also areas and side events set up such as a chill out room where you can pick up some really cool art where the proceeds went to Hackers for Charity and Johnny Log himself was there. There was a lockpick village managed by Tool, the open organization of lockpickers, ShmooCon Labs, a hack fortress, a wireless capture the flag, and games like Schmooganography, that's a tongue twister, where attendees needed to find hidden messages over the course of the conference. Space to the conference is very limited to just about 2,000 people. Tickets sell out fast, very fast. They released tickets in three rounds, and in total, the event sold out in just about nine seconds over those three releases. Ticket sales stats can be found on the ShmooCon website, and it's an interesting breakdown of how they have it set up. As I mentioned, it's a three-day conference, and the first day is a single track of speed talks called One Track Mine. The next two days bring three tracks, Build It, Belay It, and Bring It On. The call for papers received 231 submissions, and 61 speakers were selected, 44 who were new to speaking at ShmooCon. ShmooCon has a real emphasis on new and upcoming speakers, both to ShmooCon and the industry in general. So I got to the hotel about noon on Friday the 13th and went right to the registration and exhibit hall. It was filling up fast and all the ShmooCon staff, and there was about 90 volunteer staff, were very helpful and nice. They gave me my press pass and the reminder of the rules of the road with the press, which really applied to everyone. There's no photography or recording of a presentation. Outside of presentations, you could record and take pictures, provided you get permission of those being captured. There was a definite buzz and energy in the air as I walked around checking out the exhibitor tables and other areas before the 2 p.m. kickoff of the con. It had a definite DIY punk ethos feel to it right out of the gate, so I was really happy. The opening remarks were by Heidi and Bruce Potter, the ShmooCon organizers and founders. 
Heidi went over some of the stats for the call for papers, ticket sales, and covered the general rules of the road for the conference. I love the transparency that they put into showing everyone what it takes to put on this con. They even brought their three boys on stage and gave them a tip of the hat for all the boys' efforts in making badges in the garage at home. I really love this aspect of the con. It shows that DYI spirit of rolling up your sleeves, taking action, and giving back to the information security community, and telling others what works and doesn't work to get things done. I really commend Heidi and Bruce for their openness and passion for what they do. I hope this inspires others to contribute and give back as well. Bruce then took the mic for his State of the Industry rant, his words not mine. Bruce focused on the word cyber and how it's now a catch-all term for a lot in our industry and how we need to also recognize the sub-disciplines it represents. He also said that you know cybersecurity has turned into a social problem and we need to be mindful of the conversations that are happening with the general public and the government who don't truly understand some of the things being reported and often misreported about cybersecurity issues. There are a lot of people across the U.S. government making policy decisions without us, the cybersecurity community, and we need to get involved, or things like IoT regulations will happen, but without our input. He also brought up the point that simply throwing more people at cybersecurity issues is not the solution will only cost more money in the long run. So this really hit home with me because as I started the podcast, and for those who've listened to episodes so far can tell, the quote-unquote people problem, the gap of supply and demand of professionals, is something I've been exploring. And the more I talk to people, we see that this is not just a numbers game. This is about building security leaders as well that can coordinate and leverage the efforts of others. I then attended Space Rogue's presentation, 35 Years and the Squirrels Are Winning. His presentation was a funny and informative, and I would almost say an attack on the use of the word cyber war, being used to inject fear, uncertainty, and doubt around critical infrastructure discussions. He defined cyber war around Richard Clark's definition that actions by a nation-state to penetrate another nation's computers or networks for the purpose of causing damage or disruption, and really emphasized the difference between cyber war, espionage, and signal intelligence that has been very recently become wrongly interchanged terms. Space Rogue looked at real cyber attacks on critical infrastructure as well as many of the false alarms. He then looked back over the 35 years and pointed out that things like animal outages by squirrels are far more common and more likely to happen than state-sponsored outages of the U.S. power grid. He then closed with a very interesting point, one that I had not considered. If the U.S. is attributing attacks, hacks, and espionage to Russia and China as much as it has been occurring, then they don't necessarily have that incentive to turn off our power. Our computers and communications run over electricity. Knocking power offline, which can be used as a show of force, would also disrupt their own capabilities inside our systems. Space Rogue's point was that they would rather have access than knock us offline. The keynote on Friday night was by Dr. Gary McGraw, who will be a guest on the show in the near future. He also has his own podcast, the Silver Bullet Podcast, that I highly recommend that you check out. Gary's one of Bruce Potter's mentors and got into security because he said, quote, software sucks. It was a great talk and some of his points I'll dive deeper into when he's on the show, but Gary covered the seven things he's learned in 21 years in information security. These were passion matters. So does a good rhythm section. Practice, then practice some more. Write original music. Find the calm. Give back and know your audience. The big takeaways, which you see being a common thread for advice for people in information security is 
Yes, do your research and be theoretical, but balance that with what happens in the real world. And that good breakers make good builders. He emphasized being patient. And most of all, be passionate. If you're passionate, you have unlimited potential in InfoSec. I really enjoyed his talk and look forward to him being on the podcast. Over the next two days, I attended talks on LangSec for pen testing and secure software development and asked the Fed panel, which was great and encouraged people to work with the government. They were also very complimentary of the grassroots community efforts of the I Am the Calvary movement that past guest Nick Prococo co-founded. The Fed said that every congressional district has cybersecurity professionals and that we all need to reach out to our representatives and let them know we're here to help. They also mentioned that all federal agencies have internship programs. Just use the Googles and search for Federal Internship Cybersecurity, and you will find Department of Homeland and other resources that are out there for internships in cybersecurity. I also attended an Ask the EFF panel, which covered their efforts over the past year, such as the San Bernardino phone case with the FBI, Rule 41 in remote searches, as well as the Let's Encrypt initiative. The talk on the current IoT situation was packed and covered how federal agencies are tackling the problems in IoT regulations. This talk also encouraged the community to get involved with the government. You can see a trend developing here. I really enjoyed the flailing is learning talk, which had some great takeaways of don't be dismissive of new hires because they are often fresh eyes. And that simply pushing noobs into the deep end to make them learn is not always the best or most efficient way to teach people. I also really enjoyed Matt Blaze's talk about metadata as the message. It was an interesting look at how the laws and communication systems have developed and the challenges posed with the modern internet architecture. I highly recommend that people check out the paper he co-authored on the subject in the Harvard Journal of Law and Technology. If you Google that, you should find it pretty quickly. Overall, I would highly recommend attending ShmooCon. However, I would also recommend that people research how the potters put it all together and explore starting cons of their own even if it's just one-night meetups. I used to do this regular InfoSec meetup groups in New York, and that experience completely shaped my career. So be passionate, get involved, and give back. The industry is not about what you consume, but what you can create. Thanks. We'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on Cybersecurity Interviews. I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Please go to cybersecurityinterviews.com where you can find every episode, including show notes and links for each guest. There you can also find social media links and to sign up for new episode notifications. Thanks. We'll talk soon.